Sunrise and sunset. Promise and fulfillment. Birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. Time moves slowly, but its power is great. There is nothing material on this earth that can escape its effects. The mighty Colosseum in the city of Rome was a magnificent colossus 2,000 years ago. Today its glory is dimmed, and on some future tomorrow, even these impressive ruins will be less than dust. The very surface of this planet can be changed in the course of time, and life itself falls within the boundaries of a certain number of years. Yes, everything in the universe which is familiar to us is affected by the ticking of the clock, with one exception. Only death is timeless. Uh, hello? Hello? I'm still on the Y. Would you hurry with that call, please? It's an emergency. Thank you. Yes, I'd appreciate it. Hasn't it got through, Martin? Not yet, darling. There was a storm about 100 miles west of here. Some of the lines are down there. We're directing the call through St. Joseph. Oh, something awful must have happened. Or they wouldn't have wired. I'm so frightened, Darling, Martin. take it easy. It may not be in... Oh, hello, hello, yes. Yes, this is Mr. Gaines. Who's this? Oh, I see. Is it, is it serious? Yes, yes, we'll get plane reservations immediately. With any luck, we'll be home in five or six hours. Yeah, that's... Uh, doctor, anything... Anything that uh, you can do with... Uh, well, no, no expenses to, to be... Yeah. Of course. Thank you. Goodbye, Doctor. What is it, Martin? Tell me. It's Billy. What's happened to him? He was injured at school. Badly? I don't know yet. Martin? No, Flo, darling, look, we can't afford to get hysterical. Billy's a very strong boy. He'll be all right. We've got to get home immediately. We'll leave the car here and take a plane. We'll go down to the lobby now and get the first flight out. Martin. Yes. Is, is our boy going to die? Tell me the truth. Darling, we've just got to hope for the best, that's all. I'm sorry, Mr. Gaines, but it's impossible. Can't you understand? This is an emergency. We've got to get plane seats. But there are no planes taking off. Well, none at all. They've all been grounded between here and St. Joseph. Mm. The weather's pretty bad a little farther south. Oh, what about trains? Yes. Well, the next train out leaves at nine tomorrow morning. But that means we wouldn't get home until late tomorrow afternoon. I'm sorry. What do we do, Martin? We'll drive, darling. That's what we'll do. If we drive all night and the roads are good, we'll be home at dawn. That might be the best idea, sir, particularly if you know the route. There's a shortcut through the mountains that may save you a great deal of time. Uh, we came in from the coast. Do you have a map showing us that shortcut? I'll get one for you, sir, from the porter. Martin, they told us to avoid the mountains. They, they said the roads were bad and we'd certainly get lost. Darling, what else can we do? I beg your pardon. What? I couldn't help overhearing your conversation. Do you intend driving north through the mountain road tonight? Why, yes. Yes. Well, I happen to be going in the same direction. And I'm in the same position as you are. I can't wait for a train, you see. 
I was wondering if you'd mind giving me a lift. Well, I, I'm a... I'm familiar with the roads, Mr. Gaines. I can get you to your destination without a moment's unnecessary delay. Oh, you sure you know the way, Miss... Uh... Crocker, oh. Mrs. Crocker. Yes, I know every inch of the highway. I've been over it many times. Oh, fine. Well, and by all means, come along. We'll be glad to have you. Thank you. I'll wait for you in the front of the hotel. Fine. Mm, darling, that's a break for it. Martin, how did she happen to know our name? Yeah, she did, didn't she? That's odd. Oh, well, she might have heard someone paid us in the lobby. Here's your map, sir. I've marked the best route in pencil, but you'll have to be very careful. Roads are tricky. Thank you very much. I think we'll be all right. Mrs. Crocker is coming along with us. She seems to know the way. Mrs. Crocker? Uh, she appeared to be staying at this hotel. The woman walked out just a minute ago with the overnight bag. There must be some mistake, Mr. Gaines. There's no one registered here named Crocker. Are you sure we won't be taking a chance, Martin? <laughs> I think she seems respectable enough. She may have come here from another hotel to get plane reservation. Oh, well, I, I guess it's all right. Yeah, of course it is, darling. The bellboy put our bags in the car there. Oh, where is Mrs. Crocker? I think she said she'd wait here in front of the door. Martin, there's someone sitting in our car. What? Oh, it's Mrs. Crocker. Come on, darling. Well, I didn't think she'd have waited for us. Well, I hope she knows the words as well as she says she does. Well, hello there. I decided to wait in your car. It, it was more comfortable. That's all right. Hop in, Flo. Yes, all right, darling. All right. Good. How did you know which car was ours, Mrs. Crocker? I just guessed. Well, here we go. May I suggest that you turn left at the corner and proceed up Main Street for a mile and a half? The state highway begins right there. <laughs> Looks as though we'll have no need for that map with you in the car, Mrs. Crocker. <laughs> I told you I know the way. Is your boy very ill? Wait. How did you know about... Oh, I believe you mentioned it at the desk clerk. Uh, we did? He um, seems to be hurt very badly, Mrs. Crocker. Uh, that's why we're so anxious to get home just as fast as we can. Incidentally, we live in Thornton's, about 50 miles north of St. Joseph. We'll drop you off at St. Joseph if you like. That won't be necessary, Mr. Gaines. I happen to be going to Thornton myself. Oh, Really? You live there? No, but I have business there. Uh -huh. And I dare say it's just as urgent as yours. This highway leads halfway through the mountains. Keep bearing left at all the intersections. I'll tell you when to branch off. Fine. Well, you certainly know your way around, Mrs. Crocker. I've hardly seen you even glance at the road signs we've passed. I've no need for road signs, Mr. Gaines. How do you feel, darling? Oh, a little better, darling, now that we're well on our way. <laughs> you know, we were very foolish to get so panicky. Everything's going to be fine. I can feel it. You see, Mrs. Crocker, Martin and I were taking a short vacation when we heard the news concerning our son. Yeah, first vacation I've had in four years, too. Oh, too bad it's been spoiled. I don't care about that. Just let that son of ours pull out of this and I'll be the happiest man alive. <laughs> Do you consider that to be a lucky distinction, Mr. Gaines? Uh, what? The expression you just used, the happiest man alive. I wonder exactly how much pleasure that encompasses. 
Um, afraid I, I don't quite follow you. Well, is life so wonderful? I'm afraid the human race doesn't have a proper appreciation of death. It seems hey, Mrs. Crocker, to... would it be all right with you if we talk about something else? I'm sorry. Uh, looks like we're running into that stone they told us about, darling. Well, you'd better drive carefully if it starts to rain, Martin. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, darn it, I hate to slow down. Every minute counts. You could drive as fast as you like, Mr. Gaines. You'll be safe enough. Yes, but these turns are a little tricky. Won't do anyone any good to get us killed. I doubt very much if that would happen while I'm around, Mr. Gaines. As long as I show you the way. Sure, we will be. You're not nervous, are you, Flo? Let me know if I'm going too fast. No, I'm all right, darling. Well, if it's okay with both of you, I'll keep this pace. Don't worry about me, Mr. Gaines. I'm just as anxious to get to Thornton as you are. Better put that window up, darling. All right. Getting hard to see, even when the wipe is working. Do be careful, Martin. There's a left turn about a quarter of a mile from here. Watch for it. <laughs> you can even recognize the landscape in this rain. Martin, uh, when you make your next stop for gas, maybe we can call home again? Yes, darling, we'll try. I wouldn't advise it. We'll probably find no change in the boy's condition. Why do you say that, Mrs. Crocker? His injury is the type that reaches a crisis. And it's still too soon. But you don't know anything at all about his injury. No. Martin! Yeah, I didn't see him. I didn't see him till I hit him. What was it? The dog. He's right there on the road. Don't bother to go back to him. Well, he may be suffering. I can't leave him there like that. Uh, I'll go with you, darling. Uh, the rain's letting up a little. It's still very dark, though. Look, there he is, Martin. What? Back there in the middle of the highway. Poor devil, the wheels passed over his body. I felt the bump. You really feel so sorry for him. I don't see anything to smile about, Mrs. Crocker. Don't you have any sympathy? Uh, that poor thing, it looks as if he's dead. Susan, perhaps we can bring him into town and drop him off at the police station. So... Martin, look at Mrs. Crocker. He's walking toward the path. Martin, the dog. Scott, he's getting up. Hit him full on. He's walking away as if nothing had happened. Perhaps we'd better be on our way, Mr. Gaines. I guess I didn't hit him after all. It just might have been his time, Mr. Gaines. Get back in the car, darling. Yes, all right, sir. Yeah, well. That left turn I spoke about is right around the bend. What did you do to that dog, Mrs. Crocker? Close. I saw her touch him. He was lying there, dying. But he got up when she touched him. Don't take it easy. Who are you, Mrs. Crocker? Just a traveler as you are. Anxious to arrive at her destination. A turn left here, Mr. Gaines. This is the room.
cupboard's empty. We're making good time, Flo. Flo? He's asleep, Mr. Gaines. Oh. She had a tough night. Uh, your wife is rather a nervous woman, isn't she? No, not usually. You'll have to forgive that outburst before, Mrs. Crocker. She's not herself tonight. Oh, I understand. You see, this is the first time she's ever come face to face with death. Oh. I didn't tell her this, but they're afraid the boy has a fractured skull. Yes, I did. You know. I could see by your manner that the case was rather serious. Uh, the kid will come through, though. He'll lick the old reaper. I'm betting on him. The old reaper? <laughs> Is that your mental picture of death? Well, isn't it everyone's? Well, I didn't know the slander was universal. Slander? Oh, I've seen drawings. Using it away. A grinning skull and a scythe and bony fingers. And death is always portrayed as a man. That joke in itself is always carried just a little too far. You talk as if death actually existed as something you could see or touch. Well, don't you believe that? Of course not. And what is death? Tell me how you imagine it. Well, it's uh, a state of being. Something that, well, something that just happens, that's all. You seem very vague about it, Mr. Gaines. Well, why shouldn't I be? Who knows anything about death? Those who've met her do. Did you say her? Why not? But it's not a woman. Are you sure? Well, no, I'm not sure. How did we get into this subject, anyway? Well, it's an interesting topic. Please continue. Well, I'd rather not. Just as you say. Mrs. Crocker. Yes. Do you mind if I asked you uh, why you're going to Thornton? You don't live there. Only temporarily, on our vacation. Oh? I know everyone who's ever lived in that town. I've never even heard your name mentioned. Oh, yes, you have, Mr. Gaines. He has not, and neither have I. Oh, darling, I thought you were asleep. We've never heard of Crocker, and we've lived there 20 years. But what's in the name? Martin, stop the car. Hello. Stop the car, Martin. She's getting out. Yeah? This time of night? I don't care what time of night it is. Get rid of her, Martin. She frightens oh, me. darling, it isn't really fair to do that. We can drop Mrs. Crocker off at the next town, perhaps, but not here. Why don't you do as I ask, Martin? Why don't you? I can't stand her riding with us. But I'm your friend, Mrs. Gaines. I may bring you a lot. If you don't stop the car and get rid of her, I will. Don't that wheel! Martin, the ditch! Martin? Uh, yes, darling. You're right. Oh, yes, I, I think so. Oh, good. Mrs. Crocker? Do you know what happened? Yes, we turned over twice. The car's back on its wheels. Try starting your motor. <clears throat> the ditch levels off with the road a few yards down. You can get back on the highway if you try. I believe it. We should have been killed. We have even been scratched. Didn't I tell you before, Mr. Gaines, that I might bring you luck? <laughs> you say this jalopy turned all the way over twice and landed back on its wheels? Yes. <laughs> oh, you must live right, mister. You should have ended up in a hearse. Martin, <laughs> I just called home. There's been no change. Uh, how far are we from St. Joe? Oh, about 200 miles. Uh, what's the road like? Straight highway, Macadam. You leave the mountains about 10 miles up. Martin, 
She's gone inside for a cup of coffee. We can leave her here. We can't get lost anymore. Get in focus. Yes, all right. Hey, wait a minute, mister. Here's your money. Just get out of my way, will you? Hey! Here she is. She's standing near the door. And she's smiling. Hey! should be coming up pretty soon. Oh, how much farther, Martin? Uh, 7,500 miles. I wonder who she was. I don't know, and I don't care. She's gone now, that's all that counts. Let she frighten you so, darling. Well, the way she talks, the way she smiles. There was something about her that wasn't human. Mm. You know, I'm beginning to feel a little guilty about her. Why? It wasn't very nice to leave us stranded at that station. Can't understand why we did it now. But you felt the same way about her as I did. Yes, how did you feel, darling? I told you. It was like riding with a mad woman. The way she talked about death. Well, you were afraid of her yourself, Martin. Yes, I suppose I was. But why? That's what I can't understand. Now that it's over. Oh, well, maybe we were a little silly about it. Really? But she's gone, so we may as well forget about her. Did you say she was gone? Look up ahead at the bend of the road. What? Oh, she's standing there, Martin. Martin, don't stop. For heaven's sake, don't stop. Did you see her face in the headlights? Yes. She was smiling again. Mrs. Crocker is a very mysterious lady, isn't she? Let us see if time will reveal any more about her. Darling. Hmm? Yes, darling? I have. Oh, thank heaven. The lights are still on in the house. Be careful, darling. Here, I take my hand. There we are. Wait, Martin. What's the matter? On the corner. Hmm? The corner's empty? I almost thought I saw her again. Oh, darling, don't be silly. We made that last 50 miles in one hour flat. Nobody passed us on the road. Yes, but how did she get ahead of us the first? Oh, she probably got a lift, darling. Anyway, forget about her. We've got something more important than I mind. Yes, darling. Here, I've got the key. Thanks. Uh, it's probably upstairs. Oh, there you are. Oh, oh. Dr. Carter. I'm glad to see you both. How is he, Doctor? Uh, very weak. Oh, Billy, I'm going up to see him. You can't go up now, Mrs. Gaines. I can't? Uh, your son is still in the coma. The nurse is with him. How does it look, Doctor? Uh, the next few hours or even minutes may tell the story. We've taken x-rays and done everything we can. Would you stay a little longer? Of course. Uh, may I call my office? Yes, certainly. Uh, the phone's in, inside. Oh, excuse me. Certainly. Sit down, darling. Now try to relax. What did he mean when he said the next few hours or minutes may tell us the story? Don't you know? Oh, Martin. Martin. Oh, honey, honey. He's still got a fighting chance. 
Martin. Okay. Don't go, Martin. Don't answer no. the door. Flo. It's that woman. It's that horrible woman. I know it is. Don't let her into the house. Darling, I've got to answer it. The doctor may have ordered some drugs. No, don't go near that door, Martin. Take it easy, honey. There's nothing to get excited about. We're home. This is our house. We're not on a lonely road in the mountainside anymore. Martin, I think. I'll be right back, darling. Uh, what are you doing here, Mrs. Crocker? May I come in? I don't know how you found us, Mrs. Crocker, but you'll have to leave. Is the boy upstairs? Stay where you are, do you hear? Don't move, Mrs. Crocker. Good morning, Mrs. Crocker. Hello. What are you doing with that gun? She's not going up to Billy's room. Perhaps I can do something for him, Mrs. I said you're not going up to Billy's room. Oh, for heaven's sake, darling. Now I know who she is, Martin. And I should have known from the beginning. You're being very foolish, Mrs. Gay. Now I know why she's been following us. And I know what she wants. Oh, give me that gun. Keep away from me, Martin. Did you really kill me, Mrs. Gay? With pleasure. To save my son? I don't believe you. Well, don't Get say. out of my way, Martin. Get out of my way. Well, why don't you shoot? This will be the last we'll see of you, Mrs. Crocker. I'll make sure of that now. <laughs> to be useless. However, I'm a reasonable woman. I've decided to leave after all. Uh, Mr. Gaines. Yes. May I see you for a moment? Go ahead, Martin. I won't move from this spot until she leaves. I'll be right back. It isn't often that I change my mind when I decide to make a call, Mrs. Gaines. You said you were leaving. Why don't you go? You might remember me to your side. Get out. I never want to see you again as long as I live. I assure you, Mrs. Gaines, you won't. Flo! Flo, he's come out of it. What? Billy, Billy, he's come out of his coma. The doctor says he's going to be all right. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, darling, darling. You'll be able to see him in just a few minutes. That's my girl. Come on, pull yourself together. I'll try. That's my girl. Oh, did, did she go? Yes. Hey, let's have it. You're still holding my gun. Take it away, Martin, please. Oh, thank goodness it was empty. Darling, you must have been out of your mind. For a minute, I, I didn't care. I'd have killed her gladly if it meant saving Billy. But, but honey, she wasn't responsible for his injury. Darling, for all we know, she might have just come here to help and... Martin, am I going crazy? Oh, she isn't here anymore. I, I feel as if I just woke up from a horrible dream. Oh. I want you to look at this gun. Martin. Six bullets. It wasn't empty after all. Time moves slowly, and most of us never seem to have enough of it to go around. There's always something else to accomplish, something new to do, and we scurry from one place to another to get it done. 
Minutes and hours form the very core of our lives, and we hoard them and save them as best we can. It's a valuable commodity to all of us. And the only one I've ever met who had a little to spare was Mrs. Crocker. The clock will be heard again next week, same time. This program was written by Lawrence Clee and starred Hart McGuire as the clock. As Martin and Flo, you heard John Mellion and Joan Lord. As Mrs. Crocker, Neva Carr-Glynn, with Gordon Glenwright as the doctor. The Clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production.